0: This is Blind Football News. Hello, hello and welcome to Blind Football News. Today, November the 14th, 2023. So yesterday evening, well, yesterday in general, a whole lot of... ...happened. That's right, not a lot going on. Men's elite football is still on standstill because of the continental qualifiers that will be happening this week. So we've got the round nine of ten in the European continental qualifiers, in the UEFA Euro 2024 qualifiers, going through Saturday, uh, from Thursday through Saturday. And then the tenth round will be played on Sunday and Monday with a couple of friendlies on Tuesday. But therefore, there's not so much happening in the world of elite level football at least not in Europe um, but talking about the European qualifiers there is actually a really curious situation going on that's involving the game between Bulgaria and Hungary so in case you're not up to date with Bulgarian football or the Bulgarian national football team uh, there have been massive 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 protests going on with the Bulgarian national team and their coach was actually sacked after an awful low point in the well on, on pitch performances they're currently sitting last in group g and that actually included a 2-0 home loss to Minos lithuania so it's really really going a battle in bulgaria and then there were recently nationwide protests in games of all levels at the 18th minute to kind of criticize 18 years of leadership of the bfs which is the bulgarian football association And reacting to this, the Bulgarian, the BFS, said that the game, as a measure, will be played without fans. They had also gotten the recommendation in that direction by UEFA. And instead of being played in the capital, in Sofia, it would be moved to Plovdiv. But uh, the interesting thing about that is uh, the stadium of Plovdiv is actually not done yet. And they announced it recently. And The mayor of Plovdiv said that they'd need at least three weeks of heavy construction and it's just not possible. And then there were rumors that the game would be moved to Kazali, and the mayor of that town said, yeah, 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 it's definitely sure 99% we're going to play the game here. But it turns out that wasn't the case. After all, everything just went full 180 degrees and this morning it was actually confirmed that the game will be played in Sofia after all, but behind closed doors. So they're locking out their own fans, which is a curiosity, something I haven't seen uh, in ages, I actually don't remember seeing ever, that they said, well, we fear protests against ourselves, so therefore, yeah, we're going to play the game without fans. So, (laughs) curious situation. And talking about freezing someone out, the biggest thing going on with European top clubs is really an actual (laughs) nun story. It's that Robert Lewandowski ignored 16-year-old teammate Lamine Yamal. So yeah, there was a situation in the game on the weekend where Yamal took a shot from a close angle. The keeper saved it, parried it out for a corner and he could have cut back instead of shooting at goal because Lewandowski was stood close to the penalty spot. And after that, Lamal kind of sees his error, comes to shake hands with Lewandowski, but Lewandowski ignores him. Yeah amazing things happening (laughs) so that's kind of the content of it Uh, Lewandowski was actually afterwards asked about it and he said look it was just by accident there's really nothing to comment on sometimes during games I also shout at teammates that's absolutely normal so kind of I guess wrapping up the point of this whole thing is it just shows you how much is really going on if this is the level of stories well that we have to kind of dig up to report anything interesting in the world of football, and interesting in that in that story at least is a real, real stretch. Um, however, uh, leaving Europe, there was actually some interesting stuff going on last night, namely uh, in the MLS, the Major League Soccer. The last game of the round of sixteen was played. So, in case you're not familiar with the US uh, soccer league, the system is similar to all the other US s- sports, where you have two conferences, an Eastern and a Western conference. They play the games among each other, and Instead of having a league championship like basically all Europe's all European football leagues have, with a few exceptions, uh, they have these two conferences that are played like leagues. And at the end of the so-called regular season, the top eight teams of this league qualify. Well, technically, the top seven qualify, and eighth plays a game against ninth, the so-called wildcard game, to qualify for a tournament bracket, which is then the championship. So the real champion, the league champion, is actually crowned not by league position, but after a whole playoff series. And also uh, not necessarily, well, usual or pretty unusual for football, at least uh, unheard of in European football. The playoff games aren't played in uh, knockout ties with uh, maybe return legs or something, but it's played at least the first round in a best of three system. So the first team to win two games advances to the next round. Um, yesterday saw the final game. So this was between Columbus Crew and Atlanta United. Uh, both teams had won a game before. So the final game to determine who would qualify for the round of eight for the quarterfinal, which in our terms would be a quarterfinal, but technically it's actually called the conference semifinal. So to determine who would get the last spot in that, uh, it was Columbus Crew hosting Atlanta United. And the hosts would go on to a flying start in the ninth minute when Ngabke would s- score from just outside the box with his left foot a low shot to the left corner. Keeper Brad Guzan, who some of you might know, who spent five years in the Premier League with Hull and Aston Villa, um, yeah, couldn't get there. A ball that you could save, but it would be a spectacular save, but something where you wouldn't put any blame on the keeper either way. However, the... Real highlight of the game came in the 17th minute. It was the second goal. And my God, what a goal that was by Malte Amundsen, the Danish player from Columbus Crew. So he gets the ball in a central position about 30 metres from goal, just in front of the centre of goal, 30 metres out. Takes the ball into stride, just puts it on his left foot, takes two or three steps and then whacks it with his left foot right into the right top corner, top bin, the ball spins away from the keeper and drops perfectly right under the crossbar. It was a real, real wonder goal pass Brad Kuzan that is absolutely yeah, phenomenal. And we'll have a listen to what the commentators on the MLS YouTube channel had to say about that goal. Here's Abundsen. Malde Abundsen gives it a go! Fires! And a laser put home! Oh, what a strike! And the Cruz, Great Dane, makes it 2-0. So apart from that really, really amazing goal, there were two things that I, as a European football viewer and football lover, really, really adored about the goal. Uh, And it was actually a celebration. I mean, the goal itself, nothing to say about it. Really, really wonderful strike. But uh, first of all, in the audio cue, if you heard that trumpet, I found that really amazing. Wait, I'll, I'll grab it once more for you. I don't know. I just think it really adds something. And the other thing that I haven't seen yet in Europe uh, is that actually during the goal celebration, so the game was played at night. It was pretty late, something like 8 in the evening, as you would expect for a a game played during a weekday. But after the goal was scored all the lights in the stadium would flicker on and off and on and off. So part of the celebration, someone would just go to the light switch and just go, just hit it up and down uh, real quick. It was like probably four or five times, giving this kind of strobe disco effect, something that I've never, ever, ever seen in Europe. And yeah, something quite unique. Um, Probably, well, probably it's also, of course, only possible because they were the home team that scored. You wouldn't have got the same kind of, special effect had the visiting team scored but still some so really nice touch and that just shows how differently this sport is uh, approached as a spectacle in the US when compared with the traditional European approach to football stadium uh, atmosphere anyway so 2-0 up after 17 minutes it was an amazing goal and then things would even get would get even worse for Atlanta United after 33 minutes they'd be 3-0 down they'd did manage to pull one back before half time but then when play restarted in the 47th minute for one counter attack down the left half space the number 10 kept on going and going and then puts a left footed shot inside the left posts so yeah kind of done and dusted after less than 50 minutes i mean in the further process of the game both sides would end up hitting the woodwork but that would kind of be a they would uh, Atlanta would pull a goal back at the end, but uh, right at the death, four two didn't make a difference because they would have had to at least draw the game to go to extra time, and yeah, scoring two goals in at a time that just didn't seem lightly. So that leaves us with the conference semifinals, and just to well, just for perfectionism's sake, uh, those will be Orlando City against Columbus Crew, who went through yesterday and FC Cincinnati against Philadelphia Union in the Eastern Conference. And in the Western Conference, it's Houston Dynamo against Sporting Kansas and the Seattle Sounders against LAFC. And now I looked at LAFC and they have quite some interesting players on their roster. Uh, first of all, their captain is Carlos Vela, who spent some time playing for Arsenal, left-footed magician known for his dinks over keepers, just lobbing keepers uh, really effectively and spent also some time playing for Real Sociedad. But the real name that stood out for me is none other than Italian World Cup champion Giorgio Chiellini, who was also famously bitten by Uruguay's Luis Suarez during a game that caused a huge media outcry. Um, He played a lot of games for Juventus, won a World Cup, as I said. He didn't end up winning Champions League, and he's still going strong at 39 years of age and will be playing in the semifinal, well, conference semifinal in the ne- uh, next week. So the games will be taking place in the week of the 24th. And staying in the US, uh, not, it's not quite elite level, but the USL championship game was played yesterday. So the title decider in the USL championship. And now uh, what the USL is, it's pretty complicated. I had a look at it. So uh, there's basically two league bodies in North America, well, Actually, technically, there are even more, but two big ones. And this USL is not related to the MLS. The farm teams, so the second tier teams, used to play in this USL championship. But uh, two years ago, the MLS Next was founded, which is kind of a youth league or a second tier league for the farm teams of MLS teams. So almost all teams left the USL, exception is Loudoun United. And yeah, to make matters even more complicated, they also used to be a NASL, but they've been on hiatus since 2018. So yeah, it's um, highly complicated. Anyway, you can see it's like a second tier of US professional football that is not related to the MLS. And there we had the final yesterday between Charleston Battery and Phoenix Rising. Uh, Battery would go ahead. However, Phoenix Rising would go to equalize in the nineteenth minute and then uh, go on to clinch the title 2-3 on penalties. Um, And other than that, um, not a lot happened yesterday. I mean, there are some things going on today. We have the U17, so the Under-17 World Cup in Indonesia, where the second round of group games will be played. Um, Well, actually, they will probably already have taken place by the time you're going to listen to this, because uh, the Indonesian time zone, they were played at between 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. CET. And there's also the first round of the FA Cup in England where the replays are taking place. So if you don't know about the FA Cup, in the earlier rounds of the FA Cup, the, the rule is that if the first game, it's, it's a one-shot knockout round, but if the first game is a draw, then there's a replay in the other team's stadium. And some games are taking place there today. Other than that, we have the Women's Champions League starting today with groups uh, A and B going into action. And it's a real exciting season ahead because last season was the most viewed Women's Champions League season ever, both in terms of how many people actually tuned into broadcasts, but also in person, how many people attended the games and stadiums. And it's a real, real cool and great development that's going on in recent years and also yeah, a great opportunity to just continue this this roller coaster that's just going up and up, and p- piggyback also of the success of last this summer's World Cup. I mean, talking about the World Cup, of course, it was then kind of, yeah, a real shame what happened with the whole scandal after the final. Uh, if I'm sure you've heard of it, of Rubiales and Hermoso, the former president uh, forcing a kiss upon one of the players when she got the medal. So that was. Real awful, And then how the Spanish Football Association dealt with it just showed the corruption at really, really, at another level, not only greed for money, but also like humanely just awful, especially because they didn't put out fake statements by players and put words into mouth that someone never said. It was a real, real shit show that ended up with Rubiales at least being, well, thrown out of the game, at least temporarily, and, yeah, so this marks a new chance uh, for women's football, a new start to an exciting season. Um, title defenders Barcelona will be facing Benfica Lisbon. Uh, it was actually also for both teams the first game of last season's Champions League, where Barcelona ran away 9-0. So curious to see how that goes. And, yeah, in the other groups, uh, an Austrian team is in action, Paris FC, which in general it's a really interesting a competition because there are only four groups and it's the qualifying was really awful so 16 teams qualified in total and it was really really hard to get through just as an example last year's finalists and second place team Wolfsburg as well as the semi-finalist Arsenal uh, both didn't make it through qualifying and they were actually both knocked out by Paris FC and if you want to follow the games they'll be on the YouTube channel Dazen or the Zone, uh, just the Zone Women's Football. They'll be showing all games, but unfortunately there won't be any audio description. Alright, that's all for today. Um so tomorrow we'll hopefully have something exciting to go over from Women's Champions League, or who knows, maybe there'll be the goal of the century scored at the under seventeen World Cup. No matter what happens, I'll have you covered. So take care and until next time. Goodbye.